Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. My name is Max. I'm here with my amazing co-hosts. Lovely. No, I used lovely. That's too much. Don't we made fun of you for using I know. Lovely. I was trying to, like, I reverted to lovely. I'm amazing so sorry. Is better. Amazing, incredible, etc. co-hosts. forced. <laughs> well... I thought it was going to be like a really cute callback moment when you were like, oh, I'm not going to use lovely anymore. And, and then, then I failed miserably. <laughs> oh, well, you know, old habits die hard. But today we are going to be looking at the Eurovision entries this year from Switzerland, Georgia, Cyprus, and the UK. So first up, we are going to look at Switzerland, who is sending Marius Bear with the song Boys Do Cry. Let's take a listen. Enough. He will cry love till the sun comes up If you go Hearts, they got broken God only knows why And sometimes aeroplanes Fall down from the sky A mountain be like boys do cry because the song sucks but now I'm laughing because it just became comical <laughs> I mean someone took sad boy summer like too literally <laughs> also just as a woman I'm just very surprised like you guys cry like now I know I mean it happens every now and then <laughs> I mean like every once in a while I cry not really um Everything about this is hilarious to me. That it like premiered <laughs> on International Women's Day after a song Boys Do Cry with like only men situation. I don't even really know what that was about. Like why did we cry? I don't wanna listen. It was because so boring. Right. Is that in the lyrics? Oh no, that was on the music again. <laughs> I don't the lyrics do, I'm just like mountains they crumble and like planes fall from the sky. Like, okay. Like, dying in plane crash is, like, an actual recurring nightmare for me, so this doesn't make me sad. This makes me... This, like, triggers me. Maybe that's why I'm crying. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, like, he has a nice voice. The song just sucks. Don't even, voice. Alex. Whatever. <laughs> what? He has a good voice. If it were a different song, and if it were more upbeat, I'm sure that, like... If he did literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you have potential. Just, like... I don't know if you wrote this, but stop writing music. Oh, wow. I mean, he could write better music. Or, I, I don't after know, a song that... to this, I don't know if he's capable. I mean, it'd be nice if he had a song that went somewhere. Yeah. It was like, that song feels like it was like designed in a lab to like, just be incredibly boring and go nowhere and be forgettable and be like somehow saccharine sweet and like depressing and just like not enjoyable to listen to at the same time. That's probably harsh. I feel bad. He might cry. 
<laughs> well, it's okay because boys do cry. Yeah, that's my lesson for him. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna cry at Eurovision because I feel like this is gonna be a waste of my time. Like, I'm gonna we'll, get a we'll go get beer. beer during this yeah, song. We'll get some beer. Oh god, I just uh, there's so many sad songs, and this is just the most boring one. Somehow, this would be a great way to like weed out people that we could potentially be friends with at Eurovision. People who have a reaction to the song. Like any kind of emotional reaction, it's like I can't be friends with you. Yeah, but if someone hot likes this song, we're gonna be like, oh, us too. <laughs> <laughs> Great part. The music video is so deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let us move on to Georgia, who is sending the mysterious band Circus Mircus with the song "Lock Me In." repeated over and over again over a stupid electronic beat it sounded like someone made when they realized there were like musical instrument components on their new iphone and just like <laughs> tried in their basement and then they accepted this as a eurovision entry i'm sorry if you guys think this is good i this is not good i think it's fun i don't know georgia will georgia and this is georgia that's that's really it for me, honestly. I think I would dislike it if I wasn't listening to it after literally any other song other than Switzerland, hmm. which compared to anything, it's like, okay, like, at least they're doing their thing, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's not great. Like, I think it's like a little funky. And it's like a little different. But like, I don't think it'll be staged great. I think it's going to be rough performance. I don't think it'll qualify I'm, like, never going to listen to it again. But at least they have funny outfits. I'll have fun if this comes on at the club in Turin. I mean, I might go buy a vodka soda. Yeah, okay. I won't know. You can get me one while I'm while I'm jamming out. I'm going to put it in the split wires, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, Georgia always does their own thing. And I appreciate that about Georgia, but I also never like Georgia, so. Yeah. I think like, that's kind of the theme of this, like, the last five years of Georgia. Like, every year that we've reviewed a Georgia song, we're like, oh, okay, you're just doing your thing. Just Pass. always find a way to, like, let us down. I don't know if they're letting us down, because I don't think we ever expect anything. Yeah, I don't know, hard. like, Georgia, you know, like, they're supposed to be, you know, kind of that, like, well, not anymore, but they were like that 
hidden secret that everyone knew about. Everyone go to Tbilisi. It's this poppin' place. And I'm like, oh, the Georgian wine is fussy phenomenal. And then, really, you just always come short with this fucking Eurovision thing. Yeah, but you go visit and like, eat kachapuri. You don't go and like listen to the local Georgian music scene. Unless you're really into polyphonic singing that is a UNESCO World Heritage thing. Which I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I guess we're moving on. So let's move on to Cyprus, uh, another perennial uh, favorite of ours. An so, actual perennial favorite of ours. Yes. Um, so Cyprus this year is sending Andra Mache with the song Ella. Let's take a listen. just really really love this question mark i mean i think it definitely it's a lot of different things for me it's like definitely cyprus continues it's like high success rate with like really gorgeous divas but then pulls kind of a switch and instead of going like full pop banger preferably spanish goes <laughs> the like route that greece took forever and greece just moved away from with the very like hellenic like vibes but I just feel like it really, really works for them. It's still, like, the production still feels modern. It still feels very poppy. But, like, also still feels, like, true to Cyprus. Um, I don't know. I mean, the lyrics in Greek I don't understand. But the rest of the lyrics I really like. Knowing Cyprus's record, track record with staging, I'm, like, really excited to see what they're going to do with this. But I think that it could definitely be something pretty spectacular if they stage it right. I feel like it's one of those things that, like... I kind of just keep moving up my scoreboard and wanting to get more points as I kind of tire of other songs. And this one is like, isn't a huge wow moment, but it's slowly like, oh, I want to keep listening to that like over and over. And it gets, but it also gets stuck in your head easily. I'm very bullish on Cyprus. Yeah, I like, I was a little thrown by the fact that it wasn't kind of your diva banger that we started to expect from Cyprus, but I do really like this and i think someone put it really well on twitter that they just like they're not pulling a cypress but they're just doing cypress which is cool it's a nice change up um yeah just like it it's just vibes i really really just you know driving down the highway and just like having this and pretending i'm on like a beach or something like it's it's very pleasant um i do also I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would put it in my top ten, but I think you're right. It's something that um, I think would be staged very well. I think it's going to come across very well on stage. So maybe not my favorite thing Cypress has ever done, but I do really, really like it. And especially in a year of kind of more s- slow, sad boy songs that are very emotional, this feels a little bit more just kind of chill vibes. And 
stands out a little bit in that way. Yeah, I listen to the song like a surprising amount <laughs> when I'm like walking or driving. It's just like the perfect vibe and I love it. Um, I feel like you guys have kind of already said a lot of what I was <laughs> going to say, so I don't have a lot of new material to add other than go Cypress. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess I would just say to Max, like, I think obviously this year could kind of use a Cypress Diva banger, but also like I feel like they couldn't keep doing that just like every single year. Also, we have Chanel. Yeah, so like it got like a little, it was like be a little tired for Cypress, just predictable. Whereas this feels like a good middle ground of like still giving us what we want, but a new twist on it. Yeah, I like that they're going in a slightly different direction, but then we have someone else stepping up to the plate to provide the thing we really want. <laughs> they can pull off variety. They're showing us that they're not a one-trick pony, and honestly, yeah, we're here for it. Cypress, you can do no wrong, she says now. Yeah, like, hot woman can do so many different things. It's, like, so astounding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to our final country today. So we are going over to the UK, traditionally a country that does not do very well at Eurovision. But this year, they decided to send their most popular TikTok star, Sam Ryder, with the song Spaceman. Let's see what we think. So I didn't think going to TikTok would work out for the UK, but fuck. Like, this is so good. Like, this is maybe the best UK entry, at least since I started watching Eurovision in 2010. Like, this is very good. I am very impressed with, with Sam's song. His vocal's incredible. He just seems like, like, there's something very authentic about this, too. Like, it's... Clearly, you know, a little bit of that kind of like retro, like Elton Johnny kind of David Bowie vibe, but there's something that's just like really powerful and authentic and interesting about it. And again, yeah, that vocal shit, like, <laughs> this is really good. I mean, I agree that it's like one of the UK's like best entries, but not gonna lie, like, I'm still not giving the UK points this year. Like, it's not. I don't know. I find it a little boring still. <laughs> I would say I don't find it boring, but I'm of two minds of it. Um, and I'm going to make a prediction that I think might come back to bite me, but I'm going to go out on the limb um, on this daring cutting edge podcast. Um, <laughs> I think that the song is really good. I definitely agree with Max. It just like screams Elton John to me. I think it's very poppy, but, like, a little different than, like, the other songs in it. I think it's good. The lyrics are, like, fine. I mean, you're an English-speaking country. The Black Holes joke is, like, a little bit mm. clunky. But, like, I won't judge you too much. Um, it's, like, better than our standard Europop English. 
For me, though, I'm going to go out and say, which I think wasn't fully um, verified in the Violent Thing situation, but I predicted that Violent Thing would be bad live and the live on tape ended up being quite bad. Mm. And I think this is going to go the same way, honestly. I've seen videos and he can kind of pull off the vocals, but in a stadium that big and if he's at all shaky, it's going to come off really, really rough. And also, like, the UK, notoriously... Like staging. Exactly. I mean, I feel like I felt the same way listening to Embers last year, and then we all saw how that went. I think Sam Ryder has a much better voice than James Newman did last year, but I feel like the classic UK thing is, I mean, like, for me, I think of, like, Molly and Children of the Universe, which, like, I thought was a really good song and unique, and it has kind of a similar vibe to this, where it's, like, poppy, but kind of that UK, like, slightly, like... I don't know. No, I don't want to say edgy. It's not really edgy, but that kind of like that kind of like UK pop sound. And then the staging was just fucking horrible, and it like totally tanked after being really high in the odds. And I think this is good. It doesn't crack my top ten, but I think in the odds it was still like top five or something. And I feel yeah. like that that is like really a stretch in yeah. my in my personal opinion. I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be so. It's not in my top ten, but I I would say like it. I would be extremely surprised if it didn't get points. Like I think that they're gonna place a lot better than they have like in the past, at least in terms of the amount of points that they'll get. Um, because of the kind of I consider this a bit of a sad boy ballad. Like in that, like it it kind of fits. It's like freaking sad. I'm sorry. It's just. But, um... I think it's, like, sad-tinged pop. Yeah. Like, it's... Okay, fair. <laughs> moody, but it's not sad. I, either way. Like, I think that it, you know, it's decent there, but it still isn't, like, cutting the criteria of, like, what I would give points. If this got zero points, I honestly think that the UK is going to set London on fire. So <laughs> I hope that it at least gets um, double digit. I to talk to to speak to your point about the odds, like not just it getting points, but I think this is a song that is broadly appealing because you know obviously like this exact genre of like very UK tinged rock pop is mm-hmm. you know very widely loved, and it's unique enough to stand out. So I think if they can stage it fine, it's gonna get a lot of points. I don't know about like winning um or top five but i think definitely left side of the scoreboard um i think you're definitely right about staging like if they have this giant spaceship like i swear to god you know <laughs> like, they're going you, you know, know they're it. going uh, to. i know they're going to but it's uh. like literally they were doing i was seeing on twitter they were like tracking the staging like making its way to italy and i was like why are you tracking the uk staging we all know it's like fucking horrible like whatever it is i already know right now it's not gonna be good like (laughs) yeah i mean if he if he was about to nail this performance with like kate miller hadkey's vocals and kate miller hadkey's staging it would be a contender to win but he's not gonna hit the vocals as well as she did and the staging is gonna be way worse than hers I don't know. The videos I've heard of him singing, like, I thought he was pretty good. So I don't, I'm not worried too much about him. He's his. good, but they're in, like, small, intimate settings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is you can pull off a falsetto in, like, a small, intimate concert venue, but on a stage that big and amplifying the vocals that much. And that's then fair. I, like, the crowd think, is going to amp it so much. He's going to get so excited and yeah. it's going to... 
And just, yeah. you have such a, a small point. margin of error when you're singing your falsetto like that. Like, yeah. you're not, like, destiny belting it where, like, you can feed off the energy. Like, you're trying to do a really intricate vocal work. So I'm just, like, it's, like, nothing on him. I just think it's, like, not well... I think that you're going to have... Anyone is going to have trouble doing that, like, on this kind of stage in a way that's effective. I think another issue that he's going to have is... This would have done really, I think that it would have benefited the UK greatly to have been in uh, one of the qualifying semi-rounds so he could have two performances. Because I think mm-hmm. that this would have definitely qualified for the final, but it would have also given him kind of the experience and jump from the huge crowd and the Eurovision energy to then bring it to the final, which he's not going to have. That's fair. Um yeah, no. Now, now I'm worried about it. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't before, but <laughs> you guys are right. Um, I think I was. I don't know if I'll give it points, but I'm on the verge of giving it points. Like it's not. Like I do really like this, and this is actually like I would say this is an extremely fun song to sing along to in the car, even if you can't hit the notes, because I obviously can't do that. But it's just a really fun song to shout along to. <laughs> Hey, um, which is something I judge songs on, for sure. If, and if this doesn't work out, I mean, that hair, like, I'm sure all the companies are going to be able to, like... I mean, also, he is the it. UK's biggest TikTok star. Like, he's going to be fine. What is it? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I, mean? I think that's, that's really banking a lot on, like, how much the TikTok using audience intersects with the Eurovision audience. No, no, no. I meant, like, in terms of, like, financial, like, he has a future after Eurovision. Oh, <laughs> Like, yes, he'll exactly. be fine. Yes. <laughs> if he oh. tanks at Eurovision, it's not gonna, like, he's not gonna be destitute. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, that said, I think, you know, because of TikTok and the popularity of, like, Monoskin and Duncan Lawrence and whatever, like, you m- might be getting more young people involved in Eurovision, and I think young people in general are a lot more excited than they were, I think, previously, um, in previous years at least, so there's, there is an overlap, I think. I don't know how many people follow Sam Ryder, who are, like, internationally, but... I'm skeptical it's enough to get him to win. Oh, yeah, I don't think he's going to win. It will definitely be an advantage. I don't think it's a winning song. I'll definitely put money down on him not winning. But it's probably going to be among the higher scores the UK has gotten in what, 12 years, 13 years? <laughs> like That's saying a lot. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Good luck, Sam. We wish you the best. And I'm glad the UK is trying. I mean, I wish you mediocre. <laughs> I don't know if I wish you the best. Like, <laughs> If this wins and we get to go to, like, Edinburgh next year, like, I won't be mad. I don't know. Silence. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Also, um, before we wrap this up, I just wanted to real quick tell a story. So Bart and I went to a drag show this week, and for some reason they were playing Duncan Lawrence at the bar. But it was like like a like a remix version with like a beat, and it just felt very wrong. That's um, so specific. Yeah, it was very... Yeah, I was just the, wanted to bring it up on this Were podcast. the drag queens doing a performance, too, or was it just playing? It was, like, before. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, to get people amped up, they were playing Arcade. I was like, okay. Yeah, Again, it is... in the zone now. It is apparently the summer of Sad Boy, so... At least the Sad Boys can dance sometimes to wipe away their tears. Good <laughs> <laughs> girl, if you're not... Sad boy and sashaying, what are you really doing? <laughs> That's what Switzerland needs to do. He just has to dance and he'll stop crying. 
All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Um, happy Passover to anyone who is Jewish who is listening. Um, we will see you next week with four more songs. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at SSC underscore pod. And also our Star Spangled Jury is still open. So if you would like to send us your top 10 and have your scores included in our final tally, please send us your top 10 in order by May 1st, either DM us on Twitter or send it by email to starspangledearvision at gmail.com. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone.